Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back. You're in the garden with Ron Wilson. It's time for whether it's the weather and also whether it's in the tree, starring the true seer of Sears, the prognosticator of prognosticators. And that's going to be very important to remember that for this particular segment. He's our weather predictor extraordinaire, been doing it since he was five or earlier. Cold fronts and warm fronts fear him. The Weather Channel idolizes him. He's the man who inspired the saying, trees are good, ladies and gentlemen. Amateur, meteorologist, ISA board certified, master arborist, the arbor doctor himself. Mr. Ron Rathis. Were they saying Ron in the background? I think they were. Are they, they were doing chanting. The autograph session afterwards. I, that's your call, not mine. I think they were chanting Ron. Okay. Ron I thought they said Ron, Ron Wilson there at the end. I don't know. Man, starting to cheer, chant for you as well. Good morning, it sir. Does, it does cover just about everything. So, yeah. <laughs> Good to have you on our show. Before for this particular segment, may we call you the Arbor Doctor and put on your uh, your tree hat? I like having my tree hat on. So All right. Sure. So we're going to talk with uh, Ron Rothis, the Arbor Doctor, his website arbordoctor.com. And in the second segment, we're going to talk to Chevy at Ron, who is going to take on Punxsutawney Tony Phil and Bucks. Uh, Buckeye Chuck, and we'll explain that a little bit later on, obviously, coming up on February 2nd. Anyway, talking about trees this morning, I have a couple questions for you. Uh, Arbor Doctor, uh, looking at the trees, first of all, is there anything going on as far as tree care that you do in February, January, February, and even early March? Yes, lots. <laughs> there you go. Second um, question. I mean, and remember, I'm, I'm a more a diagnostician and plant healthcare person. So personally, I'm not doing, you know, tree removals and, and, and things like that. But but certainly those are things that can be done in the winter, even pruning. In fact, oak trees, as we've discussed, because of oak wilt disease, uh, winter is the time to prune those. Uh, and then with the leaves not being on the trees, it's a great time to do um, structural pruning for a larger tree to get a look at you know, if there are any broken branches up there, things like that. But for younger trees, you know, it's really, really important to do tree, um, you know, young tree training to get that central leader, uh, the, the wide-angled uh, scaffold branches. Uh, if you train a tree correctly when they're young, uh, you can make a, a big difference for the tree uh, throughout its life. If you wait until those, those bad branching angles occur and things like that, uh, it can become a real issue as uh, is, is a tree ages. And, and then it's, it's, it's that much harder, um, if not impossible sometimes, to make to make good corrections. So there's a lot of things you can do at this time. You know, the other thing that's really big that's coming up, uh, really you could almost start it in the next couple of weeks, is rejuvenation pruning of shrubs. 
if you have, and it only works on certain shrubs, mm-hmm. but a lot of the deciduous shrubs like viburnums, uh, some of the hydrangeas, things like that, if they become overgrown, burning bush, uh, can be cut way back, uh, even you know, within a foot or so of the ground. And um, the best time to do that is late winter. So, you know, the, the February time period, uh, maybe into March, you know, depending on how warm the spring is. Uh, so, you know, the rejuvenation pruning is uh, really, this is the time to start thinking about that or to start doing that before things leaf out. Ron, I'd like to push one of your buttons, and I know this one is uh, one that's very easy to push. You, If you saw on our, uh, our website the uh, posting this week from the Beagle, the Crimes Against Trees, and that, of course, would be topping trees. Um, you know, you're talking about pruning trees and corrective pruning. This is obviously not the thing to let happen to your trees. Correct. Um, you know, dramatic cutting back of trees where, where you just kind of hack them back to large diameter pruning cuts, kind of indiscriminate, which is what topping is, is very damaging to trees. It's not, a, it's not always to our eyes immediately damaging in other words the tree hackers will come by they'll cut them halfway back big diameter pruning cuts the next spring they flush out all over the place it looks like a brand new tree just like the rejuvenation pruning that we were talking about Mm -hmm. it's like wow that worked really well the problem is that those large diameter pruning cuts don't close over so they decay and so as those sprouts come out and get heavier and heavier you now have these decaying stubs that they're attached to. And so you have all these heavy branches attached to decayed stubs. And it greatly increases the chance of limb breakage. That decay can, can work its way further into the tree. And exposing uh, branches that were formerly shaded to, to sunshine all of a sudden, it's kind of like you know spending the whole spring inside and going out and laying on the beach with no sun screen on, on Memorial Day weekend or something like that. I mean, it, have you ever done that? Sunburn. Yeah. No, people don't want to see that. No. Um, <laughs> so, yes, I've gotten sunburned before. But, no, I meant to lay out on the beach. Good for us. <laughs> right. It, it's not good for us. It's not good for the trees. And, 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 and so w- what you see is, you know, immediately beneficial is, is – uh, is longer term. I say longer term, it could just be a few years, uh, very destructive. I had a friend once who asked me for a referral for a tree trimming company, and I gave him a couple names. And then he came to me a little bit later and said, I found someone who will do it for 30% of what you your guys would do it for. I'm like, I'm thinking, you know, sure, but they probably don't have workers' comp uh, insurance or training. And so I go out and look at these trees after they've done the job, and they just completely whacked them back. They're both silver maple trees. Mm. And a year or two later, you know, after they'd flushed back with like eight or ten feet of new growth, I'm not kidding, yeah. um, a big storm came through. Two-thirds, or not two-thirds, but about a third of the branches broke off. And he's calling me and says, can you do something about this mess? And I'm like, <laughs> you created the mess. Well, you can't, And you can't really do anything <laughs> yeah. about that, can you? You really can't. Now, you know, there are things that can be done to, to, to correct some of the damage, but that, that, that decay that's set into the tree and silver maples are particularly vulnerable to that. You really can't do anything about that. So, uh, yeah, you can mitigate some of the damage, but it's kind of like, you know, a person's involved in a drive-by shooting. You know, we can hopefully 
patch them up and get them to live, but it's it's not going to be very good for their body. You know, it's, right. it's the same thing with the tree. You know, it's like we might be able to mitigate the damage some, but um, but it, it's not good. And and you know, it, this your question does relate to what I just said before about the rejuvenation pruning because like in one in one breath you're saying cut shrubs way back and then in the other breath you're saying cut don't cut trees way back what's the difference well the difference is the diameter of the pruning cuts you're cutting a shrub back you're still making relatively small diameter pruning cuts so the shrub can tolerate that we we will commonly recommend commonly recommend uh, pruning, uh, doing reduction pruning on trees, which is different from topping, where you know, if the branch is overextended uh, horizontally or something like that, or if the tree structurally has some issues, or maybe it's catching too much wind, but so, some selective reduction can be done with small diameter pruning cuts and back to nodes or, or side branches or things um, to reduce the, the wind load on the tree, things like that. If done correctly with those small diameter cuts, the reason the small diameter is important is because a tree responds to wounding by forming wind wood that then closes over the wind. And the larger the diameter, the longer that's going to take. So if it closes quickly, you don't get the decay that sets in. If it closes slowly, like a topping cut, decay will set into that. That's why we can do you know, small diameter pruning cuts on shrubs and rejuvenate them. That's why we can do some reduction cuts on trees and, and, and make them more stable from the wind perspective because we're making those small diameter pruning cuts. It's very important. Topping cuts are very different, very damaging. Talking with Ron Roth, this is the Arbor Doc. His uh, website, obviously, arbordoctor.com. Go to our website at ronwilsononline.com, and you'll see this uh, posting this week from Tom uh, DeHaas from OSU Extension, Crimes Against Trees, um, exactly what Ron's talking about. Some great pictures that will exactly show you what Ron just said verbally, um, but you can check it out again. It's uh, Crimes Against Trees on our website at ronwilsononline.com. All right, we're going to take a quick break. By the way, has anybody ever asked you to, I'll, I'll ask you this later, uh, a snag, to uh, create a snag with a dead tree in their property? I'll ask you that when we come back. But when we come back, we're going to also talk to uh, Ron Cheviot Ron because Cheviot Ron is going to be pitted against Punxsutawney Tony Phil and Buckeye Chuck with his prediction for Groundhog Day. Six more weeks of winter, six more weeks of spring weather. We're going to find out after the break here in the garden with Ron Wilson. Landscaping made easier with your personal yard boy. He's in the garden and he's Ron Wilson. Gary Sullivan here from my friends at Roto-Rooter Plumbing and Water Cleanup. Do you have a few plumbing issues around the house you've been meaning to fix, like dripping faucets, slow drains, or maybe a garbage disposal that hums more than it works? When it comes to plumbing, those little annoyances can turn into big problems if you let them go too long. Roto-Rooter's licensed and experienced plumbers can fix any size plumbing problem, so give them a call, 1-800-GET-ROTO, or schedule an appointment at rotorooter.com. 
Jaws, the Just Add Water System, has the right cleaning solution for every room in your home. And Jaws reusable spray bottles are the right solution to reduce single-use plastic bottles. Jaws bottles and refill pods of concentrated cleaner are the future of cleaning, saving storage space and protecting the environment. The glass cleaner, one of my favorites, but you have to try their bathroom and multi-purpose cleaners and the new cream cleanser. They give you that same streak-free shine. Free shipping when you try the ultimate kit, JawsCleans.com. Welcome back. You're in the garden with Ron Wilson, and uh, it's this time, this segment, it's time for weather. It's the weather, and he is truly the seer of seers, the prognosticator of prognosticators. That's right, because it is the triple-dose smackdown. It's the 2023 edition of the Groundhogs, the two Groundhogs, Buckeye Chuck, Punxsutawney Phil, takes on the Arbor Dock, a.k.a. Chevy at Ron, uh, for Groundhog Day, which is coming up on Thursday. Who will see their shadow? Who will not? What's the weather going to be? Will there be four more weeks of meteorological winter? What in the heck are we talking about? Well, Ron Roth is going to explain all that to us. So, first of all, before we get started, snags. Anybody ever ask you to create a snag in their yard? Um, I've actually talked. I've had one or two people have brought it up, but usually I bring it up. Yeah. Because it's something that's really a good idea. For wildlife, there are right and wrong ways to do it, and it gets kind of technical from the standpoint. You know, snag, by the way, <laughs> we didn't define it, is um, basically a dead tree uh, in, the, in the woods, or, or in, you know, instead of just cutting dead trees down and hauling them away, uh, ecologists, naturalists will tell you that snags are extremely beneficial to wildlife. Uh, they're, you know, birds that will make and animals that make holes, make homes in some of the hollowed out areas. Uh, woodpeckers can actually hollow out areas themselves and, and, and build homes there. So a lot of wildlife takes advantage of dead trees uh, out in the forest. Um, and even once they've fallen over, there's still a lot of benefit to, to fallen trees and fallen logs. As long as they don't hit your house, your garage, or your car. Absolutely, and that's why you know it's been an interesting dichotomy. And I, I've, um, you know, my degrees are in both horticulture and uh, natural resources and horticulture interpretation. So I, I took a lot of natural resources courses at Ohio State, and where we learned about um, ecology and, and, and the natural, you know, in, in nature and things like that. So. Arborists traditionally have said if it's a dead tree, cut it down and haul away. Uh, naturalists have traditionally said if it's a snag, you know, leave it for wildlife. Uh, people like me who are kind of trained in both areas say, well, if it's going to fall on somebody or fall on your house or fall on your car, you need to at least cut it down far enough that it's not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's out in the woods and it's not going to fall on anybody, that, that dead tree, that snag is, is very, very beneficial to the ecology. And sometimes you can take a a snag that's you know 80 feet tall and is hazardous, and, and knock it down to about 30 feet or something like that, and leave the rest of it so it's not hazardous anymore, but it's still providing a benefit uh, to to the wildlife and to the ecology. So there are various ways to manage it. There are even arborists now who are 
going out to dead trees, cutting them down to 20 or 30 feet, even in the, the main part of the yard and carving a wildlife habitat into the tree to kind of uh, hasten the, the snag process along. Um, it's almost like putting a birdhouse out there. Uh, there are some, you know, a little bit of debate that goes on, you know, are the niches that are being carved into there, you know, the right size and things like that. And that's where you have to really get uh, wildlife experts involved who, who can advise on that. But um, that is being done now where snags are actually being kind of created on purpose in some yards because people like to see the wildlife. So, yeah. Neat subject. There you go. So, and learn more about it. I think I, I actually did some research on it just to see. And it, it is, seems like it's not – it is coming back. Like more and more people are looking at that saying, you know, maybe this is legit. We should do this for the uh, for the wildlife, which I think is a great idea. Obviously, you have to monitor it, make sure it's not a hazard. Um, but, uh, you know, and I think they were saying – the wildlife was saying uh, two to three snags per acre is beneficial, something like that, If you know, if you can get that I many in there. Bet. so. That I don't know. Yeah, I think so, they were trying to say, like, if you could yeah. get if you could get uh, two or three would be uh, the ultimate, but uh, obviously doing any snags would be great. All right, time to stop talking about snags. It's time to start talking about Groundhog Day because, as we like to do, we like to pit run. We call him now Cheviot Run uh, against Punks of Tony Phil and Buckeye Chuck. Now, we won't know about either one of those until uh, Thursday morning at 730 whatever it is, that they pull them out and uh, hold them up and find out what's going on. I see the forecast right now in Punxsutawney. Long-term is a uh, sunny day on Thursday they're calling for, which would be uh, he would see a shadow, but we won't know, of course, until then. Uh, Ron, of course, being the weather forecaster that he is, he can look ahead and see what he thinks is going to happen. So it's the big showdown, the pit-down, the smackdown of Chevy at Ron versus Punxsutawney. Phil and Buckeye Chuck. So, Chevy at Ron, what say you come Groundhog Day? I say we're going to get at least uh, four more weeks of the winter that we've been having, which is more winter. Uh, not sure if we'll make it to six or not. But, um, yeah, definitely can't say that winter's over at this point. But it's going to be this same roller coaster uh, type thing. Uh, that we've been getting. We actually had one of the warmer Januarys on record this year, but we also had one of the snowier Januarys that we've had all fell on a few days. So kind of more the same. Um, but winter's definitely not over. Uh, we could have an early spring this year from the standpoint of warming up in March before uh, the first day of calendar spring, but certainly winter's not over at this point. So basically, you're saying that you will see your shadow on Thursday, or yeah, maybe a partial, a, bit dimmer, a partial shadow, a little bit dimmer than normal, but yeah, yeah. All right, so a partial shadow on Thursday, four more weeks of winter weather, then two weeks of maybe a little bit warmer weather to finish out those six weeks. Um, obviously, as we go into our meteorological spring, which starts on March the first. And we may have some ups and downs during that first four weeks, too. Um, there's a lot of cold air up in Canada. So if a storm comes along to drag some of that down, we could get another cold snap that could be somewhat similar to what we had in December. But that's iffy at this point. But, um, you know, certainly we'll, we could get some more winter. We could get some more snow. There's even some indications we could get an ice storm in the Ohio Valley. So um, certainly winter's not over. The shadow has been seen. 
So for for you got it for Chevy at Run, aka the Arbor Dock. His shadow has been seen on February the second. He is predicting at least four more weeks of winter weather. Uh, maybe two weeks of a little bit warmer weather after that. Ups and downs, roller coaster. Uh, so that's kind of a partial shadow, we're going to call that one. But again, officially he is seeing his shadow. That's his call. Now we'll find out what happens with Punxsut Tony Field and Buckeye Chuck. Uh, next Saturday we'll compare all of our notes and uh, and see where he stands. I'm going to put my money on uh, Chevy at Ron, the Arbor Dock. That's probably good money. And um, <laughs> by the way, I, I saw my shadow, I guess, on the 28th of of January, not the second of February. Well, but you're looking at it long term too, because I mean, you, you can look out there and see what you think is going to happen on the second of February. Yeah, the, Whereas the, the, Chuck the, doesn't the meteorological telescope. Yeah, so Chuck doesn't know until they pull him out of that stump. You know what's going to happen. So anyway, someday you got to put that on your bucket list, Ron Rothus. Sounds like fun, actually. It is a great time. You got to put it on there. You got to do it sometime. All right, so we will talk. I've been uh, to a junkyard and- I've been to a junkyard in Punxsutawney. That's as good as I've done so far. Well, that's not, that's not too bad. We'll take that for a <laughs> – at least you were kind of there. Ron Roth, it's always a pleasure. Again, his website, arbordoctor.com. Take a quick break. We come back. Phone lines are open for you, 800-823-8255. Don't forget our website, ronwilsononline.com. Talk a little bit about Rita's recipes, the crimes against trees that Ron was talking about. Great uh, posting on there for you to learn more about, and it'll show you exactly what he was saying about the rotting and all. Check that out. Of course, our plan of the week is uh, Witch Hazel. We'll talk more about that as well. And taking your calls, 800-823-8255, here in the garden with Ron Wilson. do-it-yourself gardener at 1-800-823-TALK. You're in the garden with Ron Wilson. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.